Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Good Grief. My name is Dr. Christine Malone, and in this podcast, we talk about trauma, tragedy, and survival. In each episode, I will interview someone that has gone through grief in some way, and we will discuss the impact it has had on their life. By sharing these stories, we hope that others won't feel alone should they be going through similar situations. Enjoy. All right, listeners, thank you so much for being with me. Uh, my guest today is going to talk about the end of a relationship and how he's coped with the grief of um, losing that relationship. So if you wouldn't mind, would you please just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is Zach, and um, I was married for almost nine years and um, two kids. uh good life um owned a house once and um did all the normal things that you would assume that relationships do you meet someone special and you fall in love and you get married you buy a house and you have kids i feel like that's a pretty typical normal um growth process as a, as a relationship goes in america today and um we followed along in that to a T almost. And um, we had struggles along the way, but um, about nine years in, uh, everything ended uh, within 10 seconds, uh, an unexpected collapse of a relationship that I thought would be a lifelong relationship. Um, it's, uh, it's led to a divorce. Um, it led to, you know, the conversations regarding custody of the kids, uh, the conversations about how do you do this alone? Like, I don't want to not see my kids. <clears throat> It brought upon a whole bank of life questions that I never thought I'd have to ask myself. Immediately hit me like a bus. And uh, it just felt like my world had just fallen apart. Uh, what was once there and seemingly whole was no longer there. And it... Uh, it hurt. Um, there was a lot of blame at the beginning. There was a lot of blaming each other. Um, there was a lot of depression, a lot of missed days at work. Um, this happened back in 2000. Uh, it was 2018. Um, that that'll happen. I had just started a job uh, at Boeing and I had recently made the decision to go make quote unquote real money, family money, no more me money. I had worked in the, uh, in, in, a, um, in an industry that I connected well with really well because it was like playtime to me. But I realized that 
that industry wasn't paying me enough money and I needed to provide more for my family. So to get that position at Boeing and then only a couple of months later to run into this unexpected failure um, hit hard in a lot of ways. Um, that was, uh, yeah, that was 2018 in the spring, almost, uh, I don't know how many years ago that is right now, four years ago, five years ago, four years ago. So, so it's been a few years since then, and um, you, you've divorced and so on. So you have, uh, I think it's two children together. So how have you um, uh, structured things so that your kids are somewhat um, buffered? from any negativity from this 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 relationship ending um well what's what started you know i was was very chaotic uh and very heavy um for for both of us i'll speak for both of us i think that uh, i didn't see it coming but uh with young kids immediately we found ourselves <clears throat> pretending um for the sake of the kids we she still lived with me and um we would take the kids down to the park still and we would go to the lake and um that was a very odd spring uh of just not knowing and and uh what was going to happen next and then the conversation of where where we go from here um came up and i was on the fence of like hey if we could we could make this better if we can get through this we can get through anything and she said the ex exact opposite she wanted a divorce and um and I think that was the moment reality really hit and it was time to, to separate. Um, I think for the sake of the kids, we stayed very cordial uh, through the process. Um, those conversations regarding, uh, you know, the, the next step, uh, but there was there was so much tension in the air you can cut it with a knife it was it was a a challenging um a challenging experience to not know what happens next um the thought of not being able to see my kids every day was heart-wrenching um for myself all of this was very new to me and from my perspective it almost seemed thought out um there was already an acceptance on the other side uh, of my my ex and it that that was how i perceived it so that hurt more you know like like it felt like there was preparation on one end but on my end there was not um so I'm not I'm not trying to sit here and victimize myself in our conversation because divorce happens 
And I think that for a long time, I held on really tight. For a long time, I thought things would get better. Um, after we separated, I went into a depression, not knowing how to move on with my life without my kids half the time or more, not knowing what the answers were going to be. What was the judge going to say? What what happens next? Um, all those unknowns to me were just so painful. But um, we we stayed cordial with each other for the sake of the kids. And we started splitting time fairly for the sake of the kids um, before the, the divorce officially hit. Um, nobody wants to be told they're not going to get to see their kid half the time and the other half the time they're going to be with you. Um, but that was a, a reality that I had to learn how to accept. Um, losing something that you held on to so tightly and then not having it leaves you feeling so empty and then putting kids in the middle of it is just, it's even more so. And I, I witnessed my own parents' divorce when I was in high school and my dad didn't handle it well. Uh, he struggled to deal with, with that um, for over 10 years. He, I told myself from the very beginning, like when I think there was a moment there where I, where I realized that I had to carry on and I had to go forward. And like, I had to relearn how to do everything by myself. I had to, I had no help, you know, like it was just me now. And there was struggle, there was struggle along with that, but um, there was a turning point. Um, it's, it's, uh, divorce happens so frequently. I, I think I, almost everyone I know probably has been divorced. <laughs> um, but it's, if looking back now, I'm, I'm grateful because we were young and we didn't put the work in. We, and I, and to be fair, I, I don't think I knew what the work was. Um, I didn't know a lot and going through divorce reshaped my life to picking up books and reading and learning. Uh, I went through, a, um, I went through a moment of self blame, a lot of self blame, um, that I've for the most part, I've kept to myself. Um, because there were certainly things that I could have done differently. I'm not saying if, that we could have saved our relationship. I'm just saying that I didn't know the things that I know now. And now that I have this experience behind me, I can apply these tools that I've learned along the way to real life, not to real life, but to, the next relationship, you know, the, I could, I could be more of a, um, more of an active member in my marriage. I could 
certainly change a lot. And uh, I wouldn't have had that experience or that knowledge without that experience. So you've led me to the spot where I know you are in a new relationship now. And I'd like to know, you know, how have you applied what you learned from the grief of losing that, that marriage to the new relationship now? Um, you know, this conversation, that conversation of, uh, it comes up a lot because she had gone through a similar experience and, um, the, uh, there's these little moments where things come up and you want, like, I wonder why I'm so frustrated with a certain subject. And uh, to, as an example, just the uh, slightest bit of not knowing, um, what she's doing or where she's at and like there was a for the, the very beginning there you you know i tried to be very like hey like i i want to have like, like oh, this relationship you do what you want to do and be free and like that's be yourself like because i need to be myself and i know that's a healthy way to live but there's this like there was this dark mystery whenever like you know she she wants she wanted to go out and see a concert with a friend and you know you don't know what she's doing and where she's at and you feel like this not distrust but this unknown and like you feel it challenging yourself and that's challenging a relationship and i could have taken the route of not acknowledging it and not having the conversation about it uh which would probably have been easy but i think that would have manifested into a lot of personal issues on myself with myself like anxiety and those things compound on themselves uh over time and instead i decided to tactfully have the conversation like hey this is this is how i feel and it's not that i don't trust you or i i i don't want you enjoying yourself but there's this like feeling that I'm having and I'm trying to identify and understand why. And I'm so grateful that she has, she, she's, she's brilliant and she's smart and she sees me and she can recognize that I'm being a hundred percent raw and honest with her and we can have that conversation. And that, that, is just one of so many kinds of conversations we had uh, at the beginning of our relationship when we started getting really serious and we still do to this day. Uh, there's, I think that's where I recognize that's what a mature relationship is. That's what we sh should always be seeking when we are looking for a partner to share our lives with uh, there's understanding there's understanding of each other's history and our past and there's a understanding of the struggles that we came from and the uh, 
way they've manifested themselves in our lives. And um, it's not easy to talk about those things, uh, trust issues and all that silly stuff, because you certainly trust them, but there's something eating at you that might come from somewhere else in life. And those are those demons that you have to learn how to silence. And the only way to silence them is to talk about it. The word that comes to mind for me, Zach, is transparency. So being transparent with what I want, what you want, what she wants, whatever, whatever, and where you are. So I know for me, um, especially when it comes to issues of trust, I need to be very clear on what I'm looking for and what I need and what I want um, in order to make that relationship work. So I, I'm guessing that's what I'm hearing from you, or I think that's what I'm hearing from you. So um, if you were to um, be talking to someone who's just recently learned that their relationship is, is ending for whatever reason, and they didn't want it to, what advice would you give? What 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 would you say you sh you should do or shouldn't do um, in those moments where you realize um, this is over and there's nothing I can do to make it change? It's so easy to tell somebody to just let it go and just move on because if one person doesn't want to be with you, you shouldn't hold on so tight. So easy to say that, so hard to receive it. And the the best advice, I think, initially right off the bat is to just breathe and know that this is going to take time. It's nothing that's going to happen overnight. I tried to make it happen overnight. The moment I realized that I wanted to get through the grieving part of divorce, I was like on fire trying to just descend that mountain. I just want to get on the other side. And that did not do me any favors at all. It hurt more. I ran myself into toxic relationships, uh, bad decisions. And just in the end, I didn't learn anything until I really slowed down and I took the time to to recognize um, recognize the path that led me to where I was, and and then I can start asking the questions like how do I how do I change myself if I have to how do I how do I grow from this experience you know and it, it's a slow process it's. Um, if you don't see it coming and you don't want it to come and it comes, it hurts, except that it hurts and be okay with that because it's going to hurt. I, I feel like we live in a world where we all want instant gratification and we want our pain to go away like immediately and please take these meds and let it all go away. But that's not how you deal with shit in real life. Like you, I feel like you have to absorb that pain, you are going to have scars. So let them become scars because you'll look at those scars in a couple of years and you'll be so thankful that you went through that experience because now you can bring 
so much more light into your next relationship. It's, it's an, it's an, I'm, I'm grateful. I, I, I look back and so many times I've wanted to say this to my, my ex is in a non condescending way. I've just wanted to tell her thanks because I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I wouldn't be on this journey. I wouldn't be in this amazing relationship with this person if it wasn't for those things that all happened. Like they were all necessary. Like she had obviously accepted and moved on. And I wasn't ready. I was holding on to something that wasn't really there anymore. And once I learned how to let go and go through the grieving process. And once I realized that I needed to go through the grieving process slowly and I needed to dissect those things. And that's just me. I needed to dissect and know. I like to know. I like to question and find the answers. And it's to this day, I still, I still am learning and I don't think I'll ever stop learning. Um, but I am thankful, and that's the that's the weirdest part about it all. <laughs> right. So I appreciate you sharing that. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Good Grief. To hear more about my personal story, please pick up a copy of the book, The Spider Killer, a memoir of trauma, tragedy, and survival. You can find the book on Amazon and Kindle.